Michigan State basketball makes her top three recruiting class in the nation official on Wednesday. Also, Scotty Hazelton, is he going to be coming back next year? Where else would we want to see Michigan State basketball play a game? And then, yes, five best bets. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family. Yes, the fans of a basketball team that just inked a top three recruiting class in the nation. How on earth are you doing? Thank you so much for kicking off your day with us here at Lockdown Spartans. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan. Before going any further, today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. We have, of course, well, a packed show today. And I say, of course, because every day is a busy day in East Lansing. And when that day is early signing day for basketball, well, it's also an exciting day for us here at Michigan State. Michigan State reels in a top three recruiting class in the country, the highest rated class for Michigan State since that 2016 class. Yes, we're talking the one with Miles Bridges, Lankford, Cassius Winston, Ward. I Yes, this is how good this recruiting class is. And best of all, too, for Michigan State, done with very little to no drama whatsoever. Unlike that 2016 class, when we're waiting on Josh Jackson, you know, oh, is he going to go to Kansas? Is he going to come to Michigan State? Is this really the whole class right here? No, this, this was always Michigan State's class. There was zero drama around it, and really everyone got their national letter of intent to Michigan State by 10.30 a.m. on Wednesday. Bada bing, bada boom, easy does it, and now you're sitting with a class with four kids rated inside the top two, I'm sorry, rated inside the top 75 kids per 24-7 sports. We're talking Xavier Booker, the number three rated kid in the class, the highest rated commit ever ever for Michigan State. That is, of course, ever since recruiting rankings existed. Maybe Magic Johnson would have been rated even higher, but as it stands right now, Xavier Booker, at least in the Tom Izzo era, highest ever rated commit. Slightly edging, this is some fun trivia right here, slightly edging Shannon Brown for that top spot. You also got Jeremy Fears, the number 34 rated kid in the country, he's a point guard. Cohen Carr, the number 59th rated kid. And then Garrick Norman, the number 73 rated kid as well. Izzo went on to say a little bit about each player, so let's get into that right now. Enough about me. What, what did the Hall of Fame basketball coach for your Michigan State Spartans have to say about each of these kids? For Xavier Booker, he says, quote, he's a player that can do a lot of versatile things. He's got versatility. He's got athleticism. He's got his shot. He has an understanding of the game. Yeah, perfect. Uh, That's what you want to hear about a kid rated in the top five. And also, too, just physically, we're talking about a kid that's 6'10", but with a wingspan of 7'2". Yes, he is the highest rated commit ever for Michigan State, and a lot of that has to do with his ceiling. Maybe even some things that we won't see him do at Michigan State next year, but as his pro career develops, well, that's how he gets that high rating, but also let's not kid ourselves here. Kid's got a pretty dynamite floor to begin with as well. He has a great motor, great rebounding technique. He's got a good shot as well, especially for a guy his size, which is something that we see more 
and more in the college game and also, well, the professional game too. I mean, everyone's looking for that unicorn now and <laughs> Michigan State could very well have theirs in Xavier Booker as well. Now for Jeremy Fears, Tom Izzo said, quote, tough, rugged, competitive kid, but maybe as good at all those things he is friends with everybody. He's as good a quarterback and a guy that can run the team as well as anyone we've ever had here. And just ask the Team USA, you know, that he went to the FIBA U-17 World Cup with over in the summer, which of course won gold medal in. Jeremy Fears is top to bottom everything you want in a point guard. Whether it's on the court, you know, just like we saw the entire AAU circuit, that Team USA circuit, or also off the court as well. Tom Izzo alluded to it a little bit right there in that quote that, yes, he was one of the best recruiters for this class. He was on Xavier Booker's case almost on a daily basis leading up to his commitment. He also helped in Garrick Norman and Cohen Carr as well. So this guy is the quintessential captain of a class right here. Jeremy Fears, number 34 kid, not a five-star but just on the fringe of five-star. If you ask me, maybe I'm just being a complete homer. Sure, it looks like a five-star point guard to me, but we'll let his career unfold in East Lance, and I think we're all going to enjoy the results that he brings to the table here. Cohen Carr. Now, Tom Izzo said, quote, Incredible athletic ability, improving his shot every day, has kind of risen up in the standings because he plays hard. We're really excited about Cohen. If you've even seen a 30-second clip of Cohen Carr play basketball, you know Tom Izzo is not lying to you when he says that he plays hard. This man I must have been personally offended by every rim in a previous life because he plays the game violent, especially above the rim when he's throwing down. He plays with a motor that I don't even know how a human can play with this much intensity for as long as he does really does remind you of one of my other favorite players of all time, Brandon Dawson. Same kind of build-ish, you know, it's 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, high motor, really good defense, can play above the rim. But Cone Carr, if he can get that shot to be as consistent as he wants, as consistent as Tom Izzo and the coaching staff wants, as consistent as us fans want it to, look out. And I just feel so bad for the Big Ten if this kid ever gets a good jump shot. And hey, it's something that he is working on relentlessly at. And if we're going to believe what Tom Izzo has to say, something that's already getting a little more consistent even in the young days of his high school senior season. And then last but not least, we have Garrick Norman. If you have a kid that's rated 73rd in the country as your lowest rated commit in a class of four players... Yeah, you're doing okay on the recruiting trail. This is what Izzo had to say about Garrick Norman out of Texas. Quote, he has a great competitive nature. We've got a guy that can shoot the ball, is a very good athlete, and again, another personality that seems to get along with everybody. No doubt about that. And we talked about this ad nauseum. You've probably heard this from other sources too. It's the laziest comparison you can make. Comparing Garrick Norman to another kid that was a shooting forward from Texas in Matt McQuaid. But by golly gee Willikers, they, they really are almost a carbon copy of one another. If anything, Garrick Norman kind of has a little more hops than Matt McQuaid. He's got really strong perimeter defense just like Matt McQuaid. He's got a nice three-point stroke like Matt McQuaid. But also, too, that's a little different as well. 
He's got a chip on his shoulder. He, he, you know, if you're watching his high school highlight tapes or his AU highlight tapes, he gets in other people's grills quite a bit here. And nothing crazy to the point where he's going to get teed up every five seconds. But no, he's got that right amount of edge to him. And I love that about him. I absolutely positively love that about him. And overall in the class, we're looking at four dogs right here. Every single one of them complements each other perfectly on the basketball court. And hey... Even the intangibles, too. Like, having that dog in them, uh, I just absolutely positively love this class. I, you're, you're always going to love a, a class that has, you know, a number three ranking by it. But, man, I just, I cannot wait for these kids to get on the court in East Lansing next year. And, uh, man, it is, uh, it, it, it's good. It's good news. There, there's your analysis right there. It's good news to have a top-rated class. But how does it fit in the rest of the conference? Well, pretty good, obviously, because, hey, number three in the nation, you're only behind Duke and Kentucky. Those aren't Big Ten teams. Now, where are the rest of the Big Ten teams? Ohio State is actually number five in the country, and then the other top 15 rated Big Ten team is Maryland, checking in at number 11. But here is a fun stat for you right here. There are 75 kids. I'm sorry, let me start this over. Of the top-rated 75 kids in the country, that's a better start right there, 16 of those top 75 kids are in the Big Ten Conference. Michigan State has four of them. Of the 16 kids in the Big Ten Conference that rate inside the top 75, Michigan State has 25% of those kids. That is massive. Ohio State has three kids rated in the top 75. Illinois and Maryland each have two kids rated in the top 75. Michigan just has one kid rated in the top 75. And it's the number 75 rated guy as well for comparison. So, yeah, Michigan State also not just pulling ahead nationally with this class, but also in the conference as well. Gotta love it. And my favorite part about the whole thing, no drama. Every single fax got to the machine before 10.30 even rolled around. So, what's this? Like, Michigan State basketball recruiting with zero drama around it? Like, I don't know. That's a weird feeling, but I kind of like it. Uh, we're going to be getting to other sports here. We're talking about football in the next segment. But first, I just need to talk your ear off about the Upside app. We all know that inflation is kicking us right where it hurts. But how about an app that's so easy to use that helps absorb the blows that inflation is giving us. We're talking about the Upside app, people. Inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back, whether it's driving less, dining out less, buying less from the grocery store. We can all agree there's nothing fun, well, about doing less. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, I don't have to cut back because I get cash back on every single purchase. And to get started, well... Upside is just going to start throwing you money right off the bat. Download the free Upside app, use promo code LOCKED, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's right. Check in wherever you are, pay as usual with a credit card or debit card, and then you get paid through the Upside app. In comparison to credit cards, their rewards program, their loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's right. That's $5 more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED with the Upside 
app. Now let's switch the topic of conversation over to the gridiron here. That's right, we have a bowl game in our sights, possibly. I, again, I, I don't want to put the cart in front of the horse. I, I said that a lot after the Illinois game. You know, yes, I don't want to just assume Michigan State goes 6-6 six and six here. We've seen a lot happen in this wacky season. But let's also be honest, if you could schedule two Big Ten East games to play in your next two weeks, it would be against Rutgers, it would be against Indiana, and both those games would be at home. And would you look at that, that's what Michigan State has to clinch a bowl berth. Right now, hey, you can comb all the bowl projections you want, or you don't have to, because I did that for you, because I'm a sick person, I start combing bowl projections when it's August. It's the same way I do with bracketology. Like right now, I check bracketology three, four times a week, even though November barely started. I'm a sick person, but hopefully we can make this productive and educate you on where Michigan State could be going right now. We looked at CBS Sports, Athlon, Action Network, ESPN, USA Today, Sporting News, Sports Illustrated. That's seven outlets. Gang, you will not believe this, but all seven has Michigan State going to the same bowl game right now. And if you are in Metro Detroit, it is not too far at all. It is the Quick Lane Bowl. That's right. Michigan State pegged to go to the Quick Lane Bowl. Should they win the next two games, maybe they get a little saucy, win the next three. Might get them to the Guaranteed Rate Bowl over in Phoenix or the Dukes Mayo Bowl down in Charlotte. But right now, 7 for 7 for the outlets I looked at. All have Michigan State going to the quick lane bowl. So that's what's on the table this weekend. That's what's on the table next weekend. And yes, the quick lane bowl is not the sexiest bowl game you've ever heard of. I gotta say, you start to have a few beers and looking at it a little sideways. It, it It's starting to look a little good because I'll tell you what, and I might sound like a broken record uh, here at, of what I said after the Illinois game, but if you told me after the Maryland game, or if you told me after the Michigan game that, hey, a bowl game is back in play at 6-6, six and six, uh, yeah, awesome. I'll, I'll give up my pinky finger to just even go to a Dukes Mayo Bowl or a Quick Lane Bowl. But it is important to hit a bowl game. And it's for everything that you've maybe heard in the past. You know, when Michigan State was trying to claw to the Pinstripe Bowl or the Red Box Bowl of, well, why is it important to make these middling bowl games? Obviously, hey, the, the, the exposure... You know, the, the more times you can have your logo on a television, the better. That's right. I mean, middle bowl game is still good press. And also, the big factor here, those extra practices that you get with the bowl game. You get to extend your season by about a month. You get the extra look at your young players. And, well, I don't know. You tell me, does Michigan State have any shortage of young players on this team that they're trying to build into studs next year? Spoiler, yeah, they do. They have a lot of them, and these practices can help. And also, I'll beat this point into the ground over and over again as well. 2012, which is, oh my God, a decade ago. I swear this bowl game happened three years ago. Anyway, the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. Not a sexy bowl game. Pretty terrible game, really, if you uh, really do want to look back on it. But you learned a little bit about your team in that game that helped funnel into next year and... I don't know. You tell me if the next year went okay as Michigan State only. what they do that year? Oh, that's right. Won the Big Ten, clinched a Rose Bowl. So, yes, make this a springboard for your next year. Take care of business against Rutgers. 
We will get to a whole Rutgers preview tomorrow. I will share a bunch of stats with you of why you should be feeling pretty good about this weekend's game. But, of course, stats that will prove that it's not a cupcake walkthrough. Uh, but, yes, we will be getting into a Rutgers preview more on tomorrow's show as well. But right now, that's where we sit with the bowl games. Now, we're going to get to a listener email, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com, if you ever want to reach out like Joey did. This is a crazy... Uh, question if this was asked about four or five weeks ago but now the reality is that no this is actually a very good question and one that we're going to be thinking about a lot here in this next month he writes scotty hazelton has done well these past three weeks especially against illinois using our band-aid defensive roster a month ago we were all on the fire scotty train but now what's the gauge warm body or cold after the season that's a great question and the more that these weeks start to come along here, the more the injuries pile up, and now the suspensions pile up, those are legitimate excuses as to maybe why a defense shouldn't be playing to their best capabilities. Okay, but what if you add a road win against a top 25 team that has one of the best running backs in the nation and you completely bottled them for just 15 points? What does that do for your standings? It might be good things here. I Look, after the Washington game, after the Minnesota game, after the Maryland game, Scotty was probably looking at U-Haul vans to clear out his house because I, even he may have thought that, uh-oh, might not be sticking in East Lansing here for much longer, but what a comeback. And I know that no one wants to talk about a performance in a loss. There are no moral victories, but his defense still pretty, pretty good against Michigan. Okay, last week obviously spoke for itself. They did really well against Illinois. In the last two weeks, in the Wolverines and the Illini's red zone trips, Michigan State has just allowed three touchdowns out of nine visits. And this is with a complete hodgepodge defense, thanks to, again, injuries and suspensions. But they're getting it done. And also, too, you lost Xavier Henderson for five and a half games. You tell me how those other three and a half games have looked with him back. Last game, defensive end, completely depleted. Slade in and out the entire season. Jacoby Winman is now gone as well. And that's a lot of, it's not excuses anymore. It Like those are reasons just as to why maybe a defense would struggle. And also what helps him too, is that Rutgers is really lousy on offense. The Hoosiers, have scored more than 20 points just twice in the last five games. And, oh, yeah, they still ended up losing all five games. It didn't even matter anyway. So they got some favorable opponents that, hey, Scotty can really start building up a late-season resume with right now. So, yeah, it's all of that combined with the quotes that Mel Tucker has given earlier this season when asked about the coaches. And it's not the old vote of confidence that you usually hear from coaches or athletic directors when talking about a coach, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, he's my guy. I have full faith in him. And then, well, his head's rolling off the guillotine two weeks later. Like, no, these are different style quotes that Mel Tucker has given throughout the year, kind of as nicely as he could, putting it on player execution, mental mistakes. But I digress. That should be part of coaching. We could have that discussion at a later time, but... There's been a lot of vote of confidence, legitimate vote of confidence from Mel Tucker this year. And I'm starting to think that, if I had to guess right now, I, th- I think Hazleton is back next year. I think Hazleton is back next year. Don't 
don't get too upset at me. This is just a guess, and you guys know how wrong I could be on this podcast. But this time, I, I feel pretty good about being right this time around, which is really, really strange because what a, what a roller coaster for for Scotty Hazelton. Holy smokes! Um, we will be back. We're gonna ping pong right back to basketball talk. We got another fun listener question as well, but we just got to get to five best bets as well. And that's all courtesy of Bet Online. And well, let's just talk about Bet Online right now. I love talking about betting. Love talking about the best way to do it, and that is simply at betonline.net, your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. I mean, they got it all covered. They got it all on betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, well, you must. Well, find those at Bet Online as well. They are the fastest and easiest way to get in on all your sports betting needs. Like, hey, if you want Spartans versus Scarlet Knights lines, Michigan State minus 10, the over under of 40. Maybe we'll get to one of those lines in a hot second here. But go check out the rest of the lines for the Saturday slate. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action that is at Bet Online where the game starts. And before getting to this final listener question, before five best bets, please give me three seconds to take a drink of water. My throat is hanging on for dear life. You guys are the best. Thank you. And we're back. All right. H2O really does solve everything, doesn't it? Okay. So one more listener question, and this is based off the aircraft carrier game on Friday. They write, hey, Michigan State on an aircraft carrier. Where else would you like to see Michigan State basketball play if you were the athletic director? I've thrown this out before, I think. I think I've thrown two of these out, actually. And the first one, the pipe dream is, well, go to Rome. Go to Italy. Play in the Coliseum against USC, Spartans versus Trojans. I don't really know if the history is accurate there with those references, but sounds close enough to me. So go, go get, yeah, go get yourself in the Coliseum. I don't know if there's even room for a basketball court in there, but how fun would that be? I mean, give give both teams uh, and their kids their very rich <laughs> donor base, too, if they can make the travel out there. Give them a fun experience as well. But on a more realistic note, no, I'm sorry, none of these three are going to be as cool as an aircraft carrier. Because quite frankly, it's kind of hard to, <laughs> to top playing on top of a, uh, a, a just a, a military megaship. Um but how about this? I'll do you one better. How about just a Superior Dome in Northern Michigan? That's right. Home of Northern Michigan football, the Superior Dome, surrounded by wood and all, seats 8,000 kids. I've always thought that this would be a really cool event for Tom Izzo to get back to his Upper Peninsula ways. And you could do it one of two ways. You could just make it an exhibition game against Northern Michigan. Or, hey, Make it a doubleheader if you want it to be a Division I basketball game. Maybe first game is Northern Michigan versus Michigan Tech or something along those lines. And then the second game is, well, you know, have that team from Green Bay up here, UW-Green Bay, play them in the next game. I think that would be a really cool event for, hey, people live in the Upper Peninsula too. Let's not forget about those people. Come on now. Like, Michiganders still live in the Upper Peninsula. Probably got some MSU fans up there as well. Let's throw them a bone, and oh yeah, take Tom Izzo back to his old stomping grounds. I'm actually shocked they haven't done anything like that yet for as out there as Michigan State likes to get with some of these games. Come on, we're, we're just neglecting our, our guy Tom Izzo's home territory? Ah, 
Come on, please just throw him a bone. Number two in the more realistic ideas is go back to Jenison. And this happened 11 years ago. Michigan State played Tuskegee in Jenison. But make this a little more interesting. I'm going to steal an idea here from Texas, actually. Last year, they played in a 3,500-seat arena. I forgot what the name of it was, but they played Sam Houston State in a game that only students could attend. That's right. They played in front of 3,500 kids, only students in their Play at Jenison. Invite only Izzo members. And there's enough Izzo members to fill up Jenison. I mean, I don't know what the capacity is, but if it's 5,000, if it's 6,000, you can absolutely positively get that place packed and popping for a students-only game. I think that'd be a really cool event. Now, would season ticket holders like it? Would donors like it? A majority would probably shake their heads at that. But, hey, you, you want a quirky event? You want a cool event? That'd be one right there. Do it against a non-conference opponent. I, I don't know. Buffalo, Holy Cross. I don't I don't care. It really doesn't matter. And last but not least, this has always been a picture in my head for some weird reason. I think this happened back in 2004 when the WNBA played a game at Radio City Music Hall. That's right. Everyone watching this game as if they're watching a play. Bleacher's just on one side. Players instructed not to dive off the court. You would have to sign a lot of waivers before this game. But play a game at Radio City Music Hall against like a local New York City team like St. John's, if you will, or something like that. But yeah, if you want to look up WNBA Radio City Music Hall, the pictures look like they're all photoshopped. But definitely a unique way to, well, watch a game, no doubt about that. But also play a game for sure. But hey, it's all about marketing. It's going to get eyeballs on your game, so... Yeah, that's why not go go for it that way. But yeah, if I had to pick one of them, I, I think the the superior dumb game would be just it would fit like a glove. It, it'd just be too perfect. I think. Really quick before my voice totally gives out the rest of the episode, we're gonna do five best bets to get you into the weekend. And gang, I can't I I can't believe the heater that we're on. Three and two. Last week, that's right. We are 30-24-1 on the season. We won Michigan State plus 17 over Illinois. I barely take Michigan State in these best bets, but dang it, went out on a limb. We did it and didn't even need the 17 points. We also took under 41 in MSU versus Illinois. Thank you for biffing that field goal at the end, guys. That was awesome because we hit that as well. And then also Penn State minus 13.5 versus Indiana. Games that we did lose. Uh-oh, I fell into the Tennessee plus 8 at Georgia Bear Trap. And then um, Alabama minus 13.5 against LSU uh, didn't necessarily hit, for those wondering. So those were our two losses there. Now for the five best bets coming into this weekend's slate. Under 40 in MSU versus Rutgers is the bet I will be taking for this one. Minus 10 for Michigan State. I don't love one way or another, but I do feel good about under 40 because... Tune into tomorrow's episode if you want a lot of stats about Rutgers offense that's going to make you feel really good about how MSU should perform on defense. Again, I say should perform on defense, but whoa, boys, Rutgers really on the struggle bus offensively, and their defense is respectable. Uh, On that note, we're going to go over 65 in Texas versus TCU. TCU's defense really been struggling as of late. Texas is going to want to make this a statement. They are seven-point favorites at home, and I think that it's just going to be guns a-blazing, okay, corral-style football. 
Penn State minus 10 versus Maryland is my third pick because it's November and the Terrapins always quit playing football in November. I think they've won something like, it's like they've won three November games in the last six or seven years or something like that. I don't have the concrete stat in front of me, but I know I'm not far off on those. No pun intended, but they roll over like a turtle on their back whenever November is flipped on the calendar. So yes, Penn State minus 10 versus the Terrapins. We're also going to go Illinois, minus 6.5 against Purdue. Purdue got punked against Iowa last week. Like, that's disgraceful. And then, I want you to hold hands with me, close your eyes, and let's go into the forest of over 77 in Wake Forest versus North Carolina, the second highest total this weekend. That's right, Wake Forest versus North Carolina. Neither team has played any defense since 2011. Let's just go for it. So, to round out our picks... Over 77 in Wake Forest versus North Carolina. Illinois minus 6.5 against Purdue in a big bounce back spot against a team that's not so good. Penn State minus 10 versus Maryland. A team that really just doesn't have a schedule printed in their facility in November. And then over 65 in Texas versus TCU. And then under, under 40 in a grimy, disgusting game between the Spartans and the Scarlet Knights. But a game I will be at. A game I cannot wait to get to because there, there's nothing better than just hanging out in East Lansing with your closest Spartan family and friends, just like you guys. Again, tomorrow's show, we're going to be hitting the Rutgers preview hard. We're going to look at both sides of the ball, keys of the game, some fun stats. We'll get a little bit into the MSU-Kenzaga game as well. Just a little bit because we almost did a full episode on that game yesterday with Andy Patton of Locked on Zags. If you have not listened to that, Andy was awesome. Andy knows... His team inside and out, so I cannot recommend that episode enough. But until then, hey, keep it real. Enjoy the rest of your week. Love you all. Go Green.